I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is TV Worth Talking About. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated bombs. This is Shrine Podcasts. Trigger Point. Hello there and welcome to a new episode of Shrine. I'm Rebecca. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And the latest episode of Trigger Point featured Line of Duty style opening credits, Vicky McClure's character returning to work far too soon after her colleague's death, Ricky Gervais's lovely wife in Afterlife using the word mate like Steve Arnott. That's who she is. Yeah. Oh God. And a cliffhanger ending. Now this week, instead of a rocket being set off by a toilet, we were treated to a suspected bomb turning out to be a cheap phone charger you'd buy in uh, Circle K and another that looked like the bag that you would put your dog's poo in. Yeah, didn't it? It did. It did. Today, Brendan has your recap. Hannah has dismantled your thoughts and theories, and I will be getting cozy in a duvet that looks like Lana's Mister Blobby outfit. It did. I was crying. It was so cute looking. So uncomfortable looking. It looked like Kanye West's music video for (laughs) I. Was it called I Love It? Oh my God! You know what she looked like? Was it the IKEA monkey? A bit, yeah, yeah, a bit. Like yeah. I could see, it's huge. yeah, so cute. And um, well, and hold on to your no- lucky snips because Brendan is going to take it away, bitch, with his recap very shortly. Uh, but first, uh, Hannah, what's going on? Oh, guys, I haven't had a good week, and like, if I sound very sniffly in my delivery today, it's because. And you know what? I was thinking about this, right? I haven't had heating in this house since last Sunday because the boiler's gone. Now, we recorded last Tuesday and even then I didn't have heating, but I just think at that stage it had only been two days. I wasn't as affected. Now, I've been living my life like, you know, the grandparents and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the people that don't get out of the bed. It's in your bones now, Hannah. It's in my bones and like the, the walls are cold. Everything is cold. I had a shower and I'm genuinely, this is the God's honest truth. I was in the shower for so long during the week just to get a bit of heat into me that I set the smoke alarm off. Oh. And today... What, from today, all the steam? From the steam, because I was just like, please. <laughs> like I, it's, I had to thaw myself. It's January. Like, like at, at least you have hot water. Because they yeah. could be both gone. Thank, no, thank. I wouldn't be here, Brendan. I'm telling you now, I wouldn't be here. It's hard. I didn't stay here over the weekend. It is that cold. It's absolutely freezing. And the people came to fix the boiler today. And I re- could have rejoiced. I was out of bed so early. I just felt a bit hope. Yeah. It's the first day of spring. And what time is it now? Half three. I'm whispering because I think he still might be here. But the plumber came up to me there and said... Um, okay, that's me for the day. I'm off now. He's in and out, so I'm not sure if he's gone yet. But he told me 
I've taken the plug from your air fryer. Didn't ask. It's already gone. Huh? He said, I needed, to, I needed to borrow a plug. So I've taken the plug from your air fryer. That's brand and new. My brand spanking new air fryer and you bought it last Sunday. And I'll be, <sighs> there'll be someone over in the morning and he'll rewire the air fryer for you. So now... Now we're on day nine of no heat. And now to add to that, I have no heat and I have no air fryer. So and I'm sitting here looking at a number, a number of inanimate objects in my eyeline that have plugs that I would love to give to the man downstairs. Plugs from lamps, plugs from room diffusers, plugs from shite we don't even use. And that air fryer now is 10 days old and it's sitting downstairs without a plug. And I'm sitting here frozen. No crispy Frozen. tofu. Oh, what kind of an electrician starving. doesn't have like a spare plug in the back of his van? But w- number one, number two, to just go, fuck, I'm just going to whip it off this air fryer. That's madness. He guys, obviously liked the look of it. Oh, he could see it was shiny. It was brand yeah. new and it's out on the counter. I'm using it constantly. I use it for everything. Even if you took the plug, take it off the toaster, take it off the microwave if you have to use mm. a really There'd be a good fuse in it though. It's brand new. Maybe that's what he was after. But yeah, so just look at if I'm a bit cranky today, I'm sitting here 10 days. She's cold, cold and hungry. I'm cold and hungry. I'm cold and hungry. Oh, yeah, and I'm paying through the roof to live here. So look, that's my life. How Welcome to Dublin. <laughs> I mean, do you know, how are you guys? Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm fed and I'm warm. Sorry to rub it in. I mean, it's all you can ask for. I'm really, a little bit it? cold because I walked back from the gym, but like nothing what, like what you're experiencing, Hannah. Do you know? A little gym brag. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be done. <laughs> has to be done. I'm yeah. delighted for you. But I actually so. was walking back and I was like, it's a bit, it is nippy today. It's a bit drizzly here, do you know? But other than that, listen, we're here and it's freezing. life is and good. I, I bounced out of the bed this morning and I had such like excitement for the day. I said, it's a new month. You it's probably already season. felt a bit warm just even thinking that it was going to be turned I back did, on. Yeah. Because yeah. the cockles on my heart were warmed and now I can feel it. I just, I. I can feel I have pneumonia or something. I know it's inside me. I just like, it's not right. Jesus, you poor thing. Is there a sauna anywhere that you could book into? <laughs> Imagine me now podcasting from a sauna. But like, I honestly <laughs> would. Is there anywhere that you could go in and be like, there's a tenor, can I use your sauna? Can I just sit in this sauna? Yeah. Can I live in your sauna? Warm yeah, but do you know what though? If you did that though, then you'd it would be even colder when you got home because of the extreme difference. Maybe. So I think you're better off just dealing with the cold for the next 12 hours. Now, come here, guys. How was your weeks? Tell me. Yeah, good. I'm trying to think of any news. Oh, we're able to go weekend. out now, yeah. yeah. I went out of the weekend, caught up with loads of friends, had a lovely time. Oh, good. Me and the girls now, we're planning a night out. Uh, it's not for three weeks. But we obviously, <laughs> like everyone else, we haven't been out in two years. And like we've aged. Some of us have aged up a decade in that time. And we're just a little bit scared about where to go. So we're just thinking and getting excited and just building up to leaving the house now in the middle of February. So that's exciting for us. <laughs> oh my God, Hannah, me and my group of friends are the exact same. We booked our night out. It's about in a three weeks time. That was the only weekend everyone was free because all of a sudden when they announced that the restrictions have been lifted, like obviously everyone has stuff on again. But we were like, where do we even go? Like, yeah. it's like a completely different place. And have you figured that out? We're going to go for food. We're going to go for food and a few drinks in Fade Street. And then we're going to just go out after that. That's what we we're said. We're going to see. Yeah. We said we just, we'd go to Fade Street and we just take it from there. <laughs> I love take it nice and slow. Yeah. I love the way we're all like, we've aged. Where we go? Oh, to the same place that we went before we, the pandemic. Like, love Fade Street. Well, like, I wouldn't be going to a nightclub. Yeah. Well, uh, now, I'd love to go to a nightclub, but not in this country. You couldn't no. be going to them in this country. And sure, where we are just they? Thought, you have to find one there's first. There's none. 
Well, this is it. You have to start one. You have to start one. Um, and then you'd have to go. But we said, yeah, we'll just go to a nice safe place where other people our age mm-hmm. might be. And then we'll just see where the night takes us, which is probably to another pub on Fade Street. To the guillotine next door. But <laughs> to la, to la great minds. Yeah, exactly. Great minds. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to doing a few bits over the next few weeks. It's great. Right. Well, we are cracking with this show then. Yeah, let's. Uh, I've got the recap of uh, Trigger Point Season 1, Episode 2. Um, so, uh, Episode 2 opens by spectacularly shutting down my stupid theory that Joel Nuckins could have survived the big bomb blast at the end of Episode 1. Clearly he didn't. Uh, Lana and Danny, that's the fellow who was sweating with the robot last week. They're in the car and they're listening to the news on the radio, which confirms that, of course, uh, Joel is dead. Uh, Lana and Danny, they're on their way to a suspect device, which is on a bus. Um, So Lana goes to go in without the proper protective gear. But Danny is like, without saying any words, he's like, clearly, like, after what's just happened, let's just use all the safety equipment we have. So she puts on this huge moon suit. And uh, she needn't have bothered because all that was in the school bag on the bus was some earphones and a USB wire. Um, next, Lana attends a meeting to discuss what happened at the flats last week that those residents just could not stay away from, despite being told there could be a bomb there. So here we meet uh, Detective Superintendent Hamilton. Uh, she's like, it's four days after the attack, she explains. There are 18 people dead and uh, 27 more are in a critical condition. She should not, Lana should not be back in work. No, absolutely not. No, she's doing a Steve on it. Like she was diffusing or maybe well, she basically was potentially diffusing another bomb uh, three days after that all happened. But yeah. on her own, like they haven't yeah. given her a new partner. It was all very quick. Like yeah. the man's only in the ground. I'm like, she needs three weeks off and then she also needs someone to work with. Yeah. And I mean, maybe there was, you know, a scene that we didn't see where they they suggested she take time off. She was like, no, 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 I'll just get on with it. You'd imagine that was the conversation that happened there. Yeah. But they didn't show it no. if it did. No. Um so uh, Tom Youngblood is there and he explains that Andrew Phelan might have been targeted because he was a member of the uh, the right wing group English Flag, um, the far right group, uh, sorry. Uh, but he's unsure if Phelan claiming that he's a victim is actually true. So like everything is a bit grey and they're, they're questioning everything. Um, they haven't figured out what the 1912 meant, which was on the beside the secondary device in the first flat in the first week. Um, they have, though, found a van on CCTV that they think the bomber used to get away. So the hunt is on for an Islamist group who launched a targeted attack on a known white supremacist. So they think an Islamic group targeted... Um, feeling because uh, he was a white supremacist. Um, Lana goes through the details of that day and Tom just keeps giving her these weird looks while Lana's kind of recounting what went on that day and I can't really figure out what the looks were. I, I don't know, but he was definitely looking at her strangely. Um, I don't like him and I don't like them together and I don't she, find it She believable. doesn't like them together. No. No, she's not. She's out of there. She's like, not in it. Absolutely not. Um, so she's chatting about the fireworks and the toilet and everything and Tom is kind of looking at her strange. Um, so... Uh, the the guy who's kind of chairing this meeting explains that whoever was in charge wasn't available at the time, so he's sort of sitting in. Yeah, now come here. His name's Commander Bregman. Right. I just think he has the most gorgeous voice. Yeah. It's very kind of reminiscent of um, your man who was Scar. I was talking about him the other day. Oh, you were. Um, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Now, how did this escape me? I know. Jeremy Irons. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, bought yeah. A, um, an island off Cork recently. <laughs> And he has a castle the there as well. The man you fancy. The man you fancy. I fancy his voice. Yeah, but anyway, your man, <laughs> Commander Brevin. <laughs> Do you know he's playing in Dublin tomorrow night? 
Well, is she going? Is she going to throw know. her knickers up at him? I would be Honestly, Mick Hucknall. Oh my God. I am going to stalk <laughs> that man tomorrow. I'm going to be looking for a head of curly red hair and I will run towards anyone. Door. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Hannah, what's the song that Craig loves? The money song? Money's too tight to mention. <laughs> Now come here Do you know what I'd love to talk about for two minutes The the dramatic name choices Of the people in this show Yeah Youngblood Youngblood And do you think anyone in England Is called Lana Washington No I don't. Neither do I. No. And I think they. I like Wash. I really like that as um as a nickname. nickname I think yeah. it suits her. Lana Washington sounds like a video game character or like a comic book character. It in, does in America or something from an American drama. Yeah. Lana Washington yeah. and Young Blood. Mm. Do you know? <laughs> I think I've spelled his surname incorrectly in my recap it looks probably a bit more like a, how a rapper might spell it well he's Tom with a T-H-O-M he is a Tom with a T-H yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom that re- Tom really that throws me when I read it out last week in the recap Tom yeah Brendan will you say will you pronounce the H every time you say his name no please? because you probably have a Tom that listens to us so I'm not no, I it's it a lovely name it's it just when you're reading name, yeah. it in front of you the H does Look, throw I actually you did, I, I go through putting the H in and not putting the H in yeah same Anyway, so the, the boss dude with the lovely voice that Reb fancies his voice, uh, he asks Lana why Phelan was allowed to move towards the crowd with the live device strapped to him. And um, he's like, when we had sniper cover. So I think he's implying, why didn't you shoot him? Because he was a threat. And Lana s- stares at Tom Youngblood and he just kind of looks away and avoids her gaze. So I think she thinks that Tom may be like... But you know as well, in that moment, Lana did just take it into her own hands when the robot wasn't working and just walk towards him. Yeah. Like She probably shouldn't have done no. that because the snipers couldn't get a good shot of him. He could have been a threat. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. a, a bit of a risk really, wasn't yeah, it? it was. But then they tell Lana that she did an excellent job and they say that Joe will be put forward accommodation, put forward for accommodation. Uh, so a woman called Sonia from the Bomb Data Centre. So I was wondering where you were from and I thought it was Happy Valley, but it's not. It's... Um, Afterlife. Afterlife, yes. yeah. Um, she explains that the stuff used in the explosion uh, is similar to what was used in the Manchester Arena attack and the 7-7 bombings. Um, they, leave, they leave the uh, meeting and then uh, Hamilton asks Lana if she will take up the senior role. She's like, we really need you. Uh, like, you need to be the most senior person like, on our team. not a day off and a promotion straight away. And the way she kind of like she didn't really offer it to her. She sort of told her that she was taking it. Like, that was it. Um, so then Lana and Tom are driving to the funeral and he's shiting on about, like, grief and love being forever intertwined. And I don't think he gets the reaction from Lana here that he was expecting. She gets out of the car to walk the rest of the way. She's like, I don't think the rest of them should see us together. And he's like, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Like, And uh, he's like, I love you. And she just, like, closes the car door and walks off. That's, I would have got yeah. out as well. He was talking shit. Yeah. like... He was driving me mad and I wasn't sitting in the car with him or <laughs> dating him. Yeah, so like this is the first sign now that like things are not well from Lana's side with Tom. And also Carl like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so Carl's at, lovely. At the funeral. Potentially evil. But, 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 you know, is he trying to worm his way in? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so at the funeral, Lana meets her mom, dad and her brother Billy outside the church. Um, after the funeral, um, Tom tries to console Lana, but she literally just shoves him away and she can't get away from that man fast enough runs around the corner and balls her eyes out I think that's because she's just really upset over what Joel's wife said to her Joel's wife was like oh you know he basically always put his team first and obviously that really got to her um, 
Lana goes for drinks in a pub after the funeral with her mom, her dad, and her brother Billy. Um, now this pub, I imagine, resembles the one the guy Richie and David Beckham own together. I've never been to it, but it's what I imagine Do it to look like. Pub yeah, they have a pub together. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know mm. that. Sorry, Guy Richie and David Beckham oh, own a pub own together. Own a pub together. Yeah. And I Where imagine is it? In, in London. It's in London. Yeah, it's in London. Yeah, and I imagine it to look a bit like this one. They were all I'd having like the drinks. To go in. to us. Yes, yeah, so Do you know Ed Sheeran owns a load of restaurants? What did you tell me about Ed Sheeran? Or like oh pub, pubs with restaurants, like, what are they called? Toby Carver's. Gastro bars or whatever. Gastro bars. Not Toby Carver's. I then. actually didn't know that he that he owned that. No. But Hannah, you know Ed Sheeran, like, at the moment, like, he has this huge estate. I think it's in Suffolk or somewhere. And there is a chapel on the estate or whatever. I don't know if he built it or it was there when he bought it. But he's currently, right. allegedly, building a burial <laughs> chamber <laughs> underneath said Not chapel. himself. Well, I don't know who else is going to go in there. <laughs> Guys, celebrities are absolutely bananas, aren't they? Yeah, and like Wild. also Nicolas Cage just separately. Nicolas Cage is a pet crow at the moment. We were talking about that one day. And then Brendan <laughs> proceeds to tell me that Brendan has been to Nicolas Cage's grave. I have. It's in New what? Orleans. He's alive. I, I know the man is alive, but I've been to visit his grave. It's in New Orleans. He filmed a movie there years ago. I don't know which one it was. The only Nicolas Cage movie I know is Face Off. So I went and did this walking tour of a cemetery and um, there's this giant pyramid like it's a it's a like a pyramid in the middle of the cemetery bought by Nicolas Cage as his uh as his tombstone for whenever he dies and the locals love him because he spent loads of money there Nicolas's cage <laughs> Nicolas's cage for him and his crow <laughs> Jesus mm. Christ anyway that's a complete back to the recap back to the recap okay Billy goes to the bar now Billy is um Lana's brother and he uh, the parents while Billy goes to the bar the parents now like come here love look your friend and colleagues after being blown to bits we are a bit concerned for you would you just pack it in and she's like no I'm really good at it and uh, she's like you two need to go home so then she goes up to the bar Tom Youngblood is there and she's like let's get hammered and he's like no I need to go home so she's like I should hang around and like catch up with like the lads that me and Joel worked with where did he go with. what's he up to yeah he was on the phone and he, he mm. pissed off yeah mm-hmm. so Lana gets chatting with a gang of like her and Joel's old army mates I think and um Gets chatting with a fella in particular called Carl. Now she gets his name wrong. She calls him Chris and he's like highly offended, but he's like, it's fine. Carl used to be in the army, but he's now a mechanic, right? So the brother Billy starts chatting to mechanic Carl and he's like, I've applied for like 20 jobs and like I haven't even got an interview. Like I can't get an interview. He's like, it's a load of bollocks. And then all the lads start slagging Billy off because he's been trying to get into the army so many times and apparently he's just not cut out for it because like the army are like no Billy you're not even getting an interview like good luck Lana has that she drops to the floor of the pub and when the lads try to wake her she's like no I'm fine just let me sleep give me five minutes I didn't think she was that drunk no before that happened I was like why is she on the floor the woman's grieving and she's back to work are you trying to are you implying something about Carl Reb no sorry actually I wasn't but that's a great theory now that you say it. What, drop a drop a drop I wasn't either. Jesus. Did it, what did No, she oh, just, I just didn't see her else. drink that much and it just went from zero to a hundred. I thought it was a bit weird, but like, I didn't actually think it was a theory until now. And now I think you're onto something, Hannah. Well, yeah, he does she say was. something else in a minute that could also feed into that. So She was lying across the floor, guys. She was lying I on the floor and she, so was just, she was just like, no, leave me alone. She's like, I just want to sleep here. Yeah. So I think she needs a garlic cheese chips and an Uber, but Carl takes her out for some fresh air and he's like, look, I've been where you are 
before and she's like what's that the gutter and he's like yeah something like that and then he offers to drive her home and she's like no well you can't he's like I've been on lime and soda all night so he was sober he was sober yeah yeah Yeah. he was sober and then we don't see the scene of him dropping her home it just cuts to the next morning so and also your man who plays Carl uh, Carl Maguire is his his full name apparently according to an article I read is Warren Brown and Warren Brown is in the responder at the moment the one with Martin Freeman that the two of you are watching the one that Alan Sugar has an issue with (laughs) Oh yeah! Oh my yeah. God, he was fuming, guys. Wasn't he? Yeah, spitting fire. He was like, <laughs> he was like, my little wife is Liverpoolian, and she couldn't listen to that. She'd turn it off. Jesus. <laughs> well, no, I haven't seen it, guys. But anyway, your man's in that, so people think he could be the bad guy. Yeah. Is he a bad guy in that? I, I don't. I, I haven't finished the first episode. Oh of the yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's for other responders. Good. He's famous for um, Luther. All right. What? I've seen that. How did I miss that? Uh, he's Luther's little sidekick. Jesus. And he was famously the really, really good guy in Luther. Okay. Oh, God, I really need to rewatch that now before they bring out the movie. Also, I was on his IMDb during the week and he's like a qualified like Thai boxer or like, oh. a, like a world champion. Like I'm not, not qualified. I mean like competing at world champion level at some form of boxing. Okay, so he. There could, you go. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. That's it. That's interesting. He was the good guy in Luther. Mm. Mm. Uh, so Lana wakes up the next morning, drinks water out of the bathroom tap. Lads, is that not a no-no? Is there not an unwritten rule about drinking water out of the bathroom tap? Oh no, you're not. You're not meant you, to. But like, yeah, but if you're after being sprawled across the floor the night before and carried home, you drink water from a drain. But I think no, I've never water. drank out you know of a toilet ru- tap. Yeah, but you know the rule about <laughs> drinking from a bathroom tap though. In your house, surely it's the same plumbing. Like it's the same cold water coming in. So I'm dying to talk about this to someone. I was only thinking about it during the week. So <laughs> I used to always drink from the tap when I was a child because I'm like, why would I go all the way downstairs and there's literally a tap of water here? Yeah. But my mom used to scream at me because apparently it wasn't filtered properly. But I just don't believe that Ireland, of all places, knows enough to know where you're... I just... What happens between the upstairs and the downstairs pipe and some people's kitchens are on the top floor and... I just yeah. don't believe that we know the difference between making one water good and I one think, water bad. I think maybe back in the day there was a difference and now surely, especially in a new build, it should all be the one. I won't I be still drinking, wouldn't, though. I won't be drinking from the tap in this house. No? Jesus. Um, well, look, I'm sure we'll get in a Paul's email or two um, about how <laughs> wrong we are, if Brandon. you know why we can or can't drink out of the bathroom tap. Thank you. Um, so Lana arrives at what I think is like their sort of their base and there's like two lads chilling out there. It kind of looks a bit like a hostel, but anyway, she's like. It was a really unexplained location. I'm was, so sorry to push across, but she just what like what was that place? Her I, what in other I thought it was her house. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is well, that place, guys? And we were like, what? Yeah, I and didn't you're just know. Meant to get on with it. Did they cut a scene and not tell I us? I think so. It looked a bit like what I imagine uh, if you were a fi- if you worked in a fire station where they would hang out waiting for like an emergency call to jump in the the fire trucks. But they did not explain. They, there was no context. Oh, I think she was playing no, Wordle at one there point. There was no exterior shot to be like, you know, give <laughs> us the name of the She was doing Sudoku. Is that what you called them? Sudoku. Yeah, and it was, it was absolutely, yeah, she was doing Sudoku. And it was enormous. And I just felt, yeah, that's how I'd imagine fire people hang out. But like, again, in American films, but it actually like in England, they wouldn't have that much space yeah, to like know. have a pool table and all this shit and Sudoku. But like, maybe yeah, we're wrong. It was unexplained. Um, so Lana tells the two lads hanging out in this unexplained space that um, uh, she was chatting to Detective Inspector Hamilton and she's like, I'm the new senior. Um, so Lana and the team, including your one from Afterlife and Tom Youngblood, they're all looking over more CCTV from the big blast at the end of last week's episode. Now, Tom Youngblood is right beside Lana looking at this screen 
when she gets a little text from Carl the mechanic asking how her head was after all the drinks Ding and there's dong. little kisses at the end of the message and Tom seems more than a little pissed off he's like uh, Washington is everything okay she's like yeah God, I missed that and I watched the episode twice. Um, Lana can tell by the colour of the white smoke on the CCTV that it's a very powerful explosive made by somebody who knew what they were doing and it's not an amateur, she said. So before yet another ad break, we hear the news that they found the bomber's van that they saw on the CCTV and they're like, we need to move. They arrive in an abandoned looking building and find the van. It's stitched around the back and having learned nothing from the last episode about his remote controllability, Lana asks Danny to fetch the robot. That gravel was very rough though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. God love him. I wouldn't have been able to steer that. <laughs> Not the best. If he couldn't do it on a solid car park the last day, what hope had he got? Did but anyway. also see the cute handshake that she has with Danny? Yeah, the little... Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're building a nice rapport. They are, they yeah. are. Um, so the robot, actually fair play to Danny, does a good job of... they. <laughs> It, it wasn't used in this instance to like disarm a bomb. It was used to push the van. Yeah. Very strong robot. Uh, pushes the van out of the way, reveals a doorway. The team uses Ryan Pilkington's favourite gadget, a bolt cutters, to break the chain open. Inside, they find a bomb, which is like really well hidden under a piece of mat that almost looks the same as the cement floor. So like if they stood on it, boom, tick, tick, boom, gone. Um but they they obviously find it so it doesn't go off. And they're like, why would anyone want to blow up an empty building? So Lala looks around at all the paraphernalia and says it looks like they found a bomb factory. She tells Danny to carry out a controlled explosion. But then she seems to have like some sort of flashbacks to Joel or she has a bit of a, a sort of an internal like moment here. Like maybe PTSD, a... Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely, she's not okay here for a couple of seconds. Sonia shows Lana something bagged up that I think is called G9. Um... I'm not sure if it was like a battery or an explosive, but basically it's, they allude to it being like a military grade device or weapon. So they were like, this is military. Um, Lana makes the point that the bomb factory is pristine. She jokes that she's like, are they OCD terrorists? Um, she's like, you're all missing the point here. This is a setup and you're falling for it. It does look staged though, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I don't really know what a bomb factory looks like. I think they're trying like, to make yeah. it out like, yeah, I, I think she is really trying to trust her gut and she knows yeah. that Joel thought it was the whole thing was weird as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sonia brings out an improvised detonator, which one of the lads takes a quick look at and he's like, oh, this is like ISIS's go-to. ISIS's, the go-to of ISIS. Um, after another break, another top-level meeting is held to discuss the latest findings. Uh, Lana says she thinks uh, a bomb was supposed to go off when they got to that building. Uh, that The bomb would go off hiding how clean the whole thing was and it would obviously be a state. Um and they wouldn't have known that it was so clean. And then uh, your man with the sexy voice is like, let's keep the notion that this is an Islamist extremist to ourselves. Like, just let's not, like, let this be known outside of the room just yet. Um, Tom Youngblood pulls Lana to the side and he's like, will you stop implying that evidence is being planted? Stick to what you know. And she's like, um, I may not be a detective, but when it comes to explosives, I'm the expert and I know what I saw. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like he he seems to believe that or has something to do with making it look like it's Yeah. Are they Islamist. are they doing too obvious a job of making Tom out to look like he's trying to cover stuff yeah, up? 100%, yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah. but to be honest with you, we haven't been given that much in any of the other characters that at the moment, no. apart from Carl, who could be Carl, I think, could be trying to recruit the brother into something. Yeah, I think the brother now is the person to have The brother is a target because he wants against the army. Yeah. He never got in. He has yeah. a vendetta against them. And are yeah. they targeting people who are in Afghanistan? I think Billy feels unseen. Yeah. You know, mm. wants to go mm-hmm. out with a bang. Uh, back at the staff base, Lana Brendan, is chatting. you can't say that about this show. What? 
Go out with a bang. It's about bombs. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, right, okay. Uh, back at the staff base, Lana is chatting with John and... Uh, He's like, it seems you had a bit of a moment when you saw the device in the warehouse. Um, And he also says that lead acid batteries, which were found, can be used in other things. And that the improvised explosive device found is um, usually, he says, used by bombers happy to blow themselves up. Um, She was like, all of that is way too easy. They're leading us up the garden path. And then he walks away and he's like, stop making excuses for them. And I think what John is implying here is he's like... I he John feels that it is Islamist extremists and he's like stop making excuses for them and Lana's saying it's not it's somebody else trying to make it look like it is um, at this moment Sonia comes in and says Lana was right a report's found uh, that they planted the stuff to make it look like Islamist extremists so John was wrong it's, it's so who's John? Uh, John was one of the dudes hanging out around the oh, pool sorry, table area. Oh, sorry, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, I don't really I know just, his name. I didn't know yeah, his name. Yeah, I just... It, it's Lana has said like a couple of times in this episode, last episode, that whoever did this has military training. Yeah. So, yeah, it probably isn't a... I don't know. I, yeah. Th- it's definitely... It's one of their own is in on it. Like. Yeah, Lana is the expert. So, like, let's listen to her. Um, so, with that, Danny, who'd do terrible on Robot Wars, bursts in and says there's another device just being found. It's at a mosque. Lana points out that Islamists don't bomb mosques. She goes inside, finds a blue carrier bag with a nail bomb inside. Oh my God. There's a countdown timer on it. She has five minutes to stop the clock. I nearly got sick when she had the scalpel out and was trying to put yeah. put the holes into the bag. So I was like, oh delicate. my God, it's going to fall over. Yeah, so as she is very carefully using a scalpel to try and cut into the carrier bag, a man starts screaming help from inside the door that the bag is hanging on. At this point, we learn that the bomb has a mercury tilt switch on it, which means it's triggered by movement. So she can't open the door to let your man out. With two and a half minutes left on the clock, Tom Youngblood bursts in and shouts up the stairs to Lana that she needs to get out now. And that is Trigger Point, episode two. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Brendan, that was a fantastic recap. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Um, I felt that both of the, uh, like both 
the ends of both episodes I found really good and tense but then throughout the bulk of both episodes I wasn't like totally hooked in but then again on this one I was like god I'm not hooked in but then again I really enjoyed that last segment of her trying to defuse the bomb and the mask and then the guy behind the door and then I really didn't want it to end when Tom Youngblood came running in because I really wanted to see what was going to happen and I felt the same last week when your man got blown up but it took me till the end to be really drawn in now I felt yeah, yeah, like it was It was a slow first half, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess they can't... Much. I, I guess they can't be blowing stuff up all the time, though, either. I don't yeah. know what the balance is, you know? Yeah, true, but it is a slower pace than I thought it would be. Like, I thought we'd be solving things more quicker. And that flag woman, what's her name again? You know the one, and we read about her last week, that she was going to be in it. She's like the leader of the English flag, is her oh, name? Oh, yeah, I don't, we haven't met her yet, have we? She, we did. Was she, she was on in the it, news report? Oh, exactly. sorry, yeah. she was on the news report. She was the blonde woman on the news report. So I actually thought there'd be more to do with that. I found it quite slow now. I am enjoying it, but yeah. I do prefer the bits where it's like really tense and things yeah. are about to blow. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. as well, and I, I think I suppose when we watched Vigil or whatever, you were very drawn in by the characters very quickly. But with with this, I'm not really feeling like I know any of the characters apart from Lana-ish. Like, I'd liked a bit more. Like, Joel Nuckins was killed and obviously we're meant to care loads because mm. he seemed like a lovely man. But after one episode and everything, it just does... I don't know, I would have loved if even we had Joel for even two episodes. Yeah. You know, a bit more yeah, of that. I felt yeah, they missed a trick with Joel and then yeah. they did give quite a lot of time to his funeral. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say, I really liked that Lana's character carried the coffin. I've actually never seen a female carry a coffin yeah. before, so I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. And they were obviously so close and they were at war together. Um, But I just thought there was a lot of scenes of his grieving family and the emotion wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. I was just like... Yeah, it's just because we give didn't have enough time. And, and I think I think Vicky McClure is really holding the whole thing together. Like, she is it's phenomenal. She's brilliant. Phenomenal in this. But yeah, I, I'm i kind of, I'm interested to see where it goes. I am enjoying it. But I think it's, it is a brand new show and everything and all that jazz. But I just feel like with other things I've watched, I've been more invested faster. Yeah, and like, if you think about it, like, like we always mention it, but like Danny Waldron, one episode. Yeah. And we cared. Yeah. We still talk about the man that probably came out in 2012. Um, yeah. Get over it. I really like Warren Brown. I really, really like him as an actor. Um, I'm interested to see more of his character. I mm-hmm. sort of thought that they were going to pair the two of them together a little bit more. Because as you said, at the minute, Vicky is carrying the whole entire show. And I do think if it was more of a double act, we'd have the chance to get to know each character because there will be more dialogue between them and all that sort of stuff. So I'm hoping that Warren comes a bit more, I keep calling him Warren, but I'm hoping (laughs) Carl comes a bit more into it because I would find that interesting. Although some people think he's evil. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get on to some thoughts and theories? Yeah, let's do it. Let me just pull them up here. That was my section this week. But look, just before we go on to them anymore, guys. No, I have it all done. I'm just opening it. Hannes is shifting through the emails via the website. Yeah, quick. Um. <laughs> um, okay, so here's an email from Owen. He says, hi, guys. So glad the pod is back. Brilliant as always. Me leaving in the praise. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Warren Brown's character, Carl Maguire, seems to be bent. Oh, seems to be the bent one for me, for God's sake. I really hope he isn't. Um, some training in Bastian and now a mechanic, which explains how they keep getting so many bloody vans, two already that can't be cheap. Um, where are the terrorists getting all their money from? 
And Owen thinks that um, Warren's character card is tied in with the English flag as well. Mm. This is an email from Ella. She says, Lana's brother is very suspicious to me. And the actor is Ewan Mitchell, who was in The Last Kingdom and World on Fire. So he isn't exactly unknown. And that's one of our tactics. We like to look and see if a character, you know, if the actor is big enough, we can always tell how long they're going to be in the show for more, more often than not. Um, Ella says, I think there's more to come from him. Call the chiropractor. Vicky McClure's back must be hurting from carrying the whole show. Um, is that harsh? Maybe her drunk acting was gas, to be honest. So that one's from Ella. Her drunk acting was gas, and she's also is carrying the entire show. I think they just missed um, a shot of her neck and a few more drinks or something. It just, that was it. You know, I think that, that we're missed. We maybe a couple of scenes got cut because they remembered they had ad breaks. <laughs> No guy screaming at me, giving everybody ads last week. I think an ad of ours for the podcast played while I was giving out about it. We got a few tweets of people being like, God, are the ads annoying? And it's like, hello. (laughs) It's only yours. So another email from Hannah. I swear to God, it's not me. She goes, as usual, thoroughly enjoying your latest analysis. Some thoughts following episode two. Still not sure who everyone is yet and what their roles are. Now, I just have to say, I don't think you should be 90 minutes into a show, which is the length of some entire films, and not feel like you understand people. And obviously, we want a bit of ambiguity there and we want a bit of mystery. But I think there needs to be more solid understanding of who people are and what they're bringing to the plate for us to give a shite when they blow them up. Um. Noting that a lot of the armed officers slash expo team have military backgrounds. Yep. Suspicions increasing with young blood. Does he really care for Lana or does he want to be close to an expo to get info slash manipulate certain situations? Bit of both. Yeah. Certainly wasn't enthusiastic about her sharing observations, but Lana can very much hold her own and won't let her feelings get in the way of the job. Um, how did the robot push the van? Yeah. <laughs> I sort of blown away by that Very segment. strong robot. Yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. And they just weren't going to, they just, they were like, this is what's happening and you can deal with it or you can switch it off. Um, how does the silver stick bomb neutralise thing work? Uh, I don't know. I haven't a clue. If anyone that has an expertise or a background in um, bomb disposal or expo is listening to this, I hope you're not. I feel sorry for you. But if you are, <laughs> let us know. Um, the Explo office clearly doesn't get much of that Met funding. Yeah, was that their office? Like, I just don't understand yeah, where don't that know. warehouse place was. Um, and then finally from Hannah, she says, the suspected bomb wire... Um, oh, next suspected bomb wire to be strawberry laces tied in a line. Maybe. <laughs> I think that was... <laughs> I think that was a throwback to the headphones on the bus. Yeah. But we did read last week that people were getting, like, all over London, were getting quite stressed about different things and thinking they were bombs. Um... Over on Twitter now, you have been replying to our latest post. And Natalie says it was better than the first episode. I agree. Elaine said it was okay. Trouble was spending a lot of time on the funeral of a character we barely knew, which didn't help. It's a bit meh at the moment. I think I probably am more aligned to what Elaine said. I did feel that funeral scene was quite long and would have hit harder if we had just got the chance to know Joel a little bit better. Um, Jenny is lacking interest in it so far. She is going to give episode three a go, but she's finding it flat at the moment. Good few people complaining about the ad breaks, but as I said last week, guys, I like the ad breaks. I'm here for them. I think it's nice to have a little break and it's like a little throwback to how we used to watch TV. 
Um, Irina says, and I presume this is a comment on young blood. She says, are you really in love if you can watch your beloved likely get blown up at work every day? I mean, it's her choice of what she wants to do. And I'm just glad he supports her. Um, Keen Sullivan's main takeaway is that the bomb robots are shite. Um, they're very cute though. They're very cute though. Emma doesn't trust Carl at all. He seems dodgy as hell. Still not sure about the boyfriend either. Seems like someone has an agenda and the whole instance is this is definitely ISIS makes me think um, that it definitely isn't. Um, and that is kind of the... So like the general gist on social media, people cannot cope with the ads and people aren't fully invested yet, but everyone is going to stick with it and see what happens. Would that kind of fit with what you guys are thinking at the moment? I am enjoy- like I'm I, I'm enjoying it like I, I I do like watching it every week so far like I've enjoyed both episodes but I suppose I just didn't really know what to expect from this I yeah I don't know what I thought it was gonna yeah, be like yeah, you know yeah. at the same time yeah I'm enjoying it as well like I think there are really nice tense mm. moments in it I yeah. think um Vicky McClure is, is brilliant uh yeah. yeah I'm enjoying it yeah I'm enjoying it like it's not everything can be the most wildest insane high octane TV show you know I think so too. I'm enjoying it. I think Vicky's absolutely excellent. I do agree she's carrying the show, but I don't think that is like the fault of other actors. I just think the way it's formatted, the fact that she doesn't have a partner at the moment, it a lot of the action is coming down to her. Um, and yet, like that, I have absolutely no idea where it's going to go. Yeah, and like, I, we still I think have a story, number of episodes we do. left. I think the story could get really interesting. I also feel like I wouldn't go back and probably watch this again. Not currently. Not currently. Um, no. But let's see where it goes. But um, the general... Yeah, guys, we're open. And I do really want to find out what's going on and to solve it and figure it out. Um, So, yeah. Um, Okay, so I've just... uh, What's the word? Compiled a few press bits that I've had a look at during the week. Vicky McClure tweeted after this week's episode aired and said, Stressful, isn't it? Well, in it. Um, So glad you're liking Trigger Point. It means a lot to us all. So that's nice. Now, we know that Adrian Lester's character, Joel Nutkins, is definitely dead. And in an interview with GQ this week, the actor also confirmed that he won't be making a surprise return, which, fair enough. And he, we also won't be seeing him in any other flashback oh, scenes. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so he told GQ magazine, I mean, there might be flashbacks to what we've already shot, but there won't be any newly created ones. Before I read the script, when it came through as an offer, my agent just said, it's a character that's only in the first episode. And at that time, I was juggling something else. And I thought, actually, that might work. I get to work with Jed Mercurio finally, and I get to do an episode. Something else I spotted this week, the actor who plays Vicky's fella, Tom Youngblood with a H, his name is Mark Stanley. And Mark is actually in a relationship in real life with another line of duty star. Who? Friend Who? of the podcast, Rashenda Sandal. Stop it. Yeah. No way. And there, do you know what? I bet you they met on Criminal UK because they're both on that Netflix series together. Well, Hannah, wait for it, right? They've actually been going out for over 12 years. They live in North <gasps> London, apparently, and they have a dog. What's the dog's name? Not sure. Didn't right. have that in this quote, <laughs> in uh, this that's article. lovely now, because then they got to work with each other on that show, haven't already. Like, they're probably driving to work together. That's really cute. I know. And he was in Game of Thrones, and I think they both may have done something in a Star Wars, or yeah, as well, together. I did 
Gim kind of threw this article. That's good. I had no idea they were together. Isn't that interesting, yeah. guys? Anyway, there's a random fact. Now, moving on to next week's episode, I have got my mitts onto the ITV Press Centre's preview little summary bit of the... <laughs> yeah, oh. I want to say all I did was Google it, guys. I didn't have to ask anyone for anything. So looking ahead to Sunday night's episode, ITV has released a description for episode three, which reads, <clears throat> A far-right group calling themselves the Crusaders claim responsibility for the mosque attack to Declaring it is in revenge for the West Haven bombing. MI5 have no record of this group and counterterrorism officers scramble to identify the bomber from CCTV footage at the mosque. Lana is further traumatised by the mosque attack and confronts other members of her expo team in frustration. She opens up to Carl and takes some comfort from their growing relationship. Oh, okay. I didn't think that was going anywhere. I knew it, I knew it. I know. Meanwhile, Tom is concerned for Lana's welfare and asks her to move in with him. I am like, how did I get my hands on all of this information? This is a summary of the actual episode. I'm terribly sorry if I've ruined the whole fucking thing. Here's the recap for season one, episode three. There's more, guys, okay? Is that you reading the script? I swear to God, I found this. This was just out there. I didn't bribe anyone. I didn't hack anything. I, this All right, is Sue Gray. Readily, this is readily available on the internet. More than Sue Gray's report. Working with the bomb data centre, Lana finds a forensic link between the explosive used at the mosque and at West Haven, suggesting it yeah. might be the same bomber for both, throwing doubt on the official police line of inquiry. As the Crusaders' bombing campaign intensifies, Lana is called out to an LGBT target to take drastic action to deal with a suspect vehicle. As the Expo team get to work, counter-terrorism units raid a nearby tower block where one of the Crusaders has been detected. That's obviously the cliffhanger for the next Well, I feel like we don't need to watch it. Watch it now. <laughs> Guys, I'm actually screaming. Next week's episode, I'm end coming on, one of the Crusaders the in the tower block. Now. Hannah, there's your homework done. <laughs> Pet, take a day off. i recap word for word. Read that out now next week. Well, come here, right? So, Could you imagine the, if we had that level of detail for the next episode of Line of Duty? Like, we'd actually wet ourselves. It would ruin the crack. No, I know, yeah. Like, I've actually, I'm really sorry, actually, because <laughs> I just copied and pasted this and like didn't really read it before I just read it there. I was like, great. I feel on. like, do they know that that's on the internet? I'm a bit... Like, is that meant to be... Guys, I well, looked up Trigger Point Episode 3 description or something to that effect, and that came up. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> and, terrible. like, I love you, Reb, but I know for a fact you haven't, like, hacked into the dark web or anything. Oh, I'm God, sure that's you know me, Hannah. No, you know me now. Fiercely available now. Oh, I'd be by the book. One. Yeah. No, I didn't do anything dodgy at all, at all. Now, come here to me, right? So the Crusaders, so they're in addition to the English flag, so that they're another far-right group. Yeah, no, but it's definitely all the one person Is pretending Carl to be. Is a Crusader? You know, have you ever watched Split with your man? Are you talking about Split again? James McAvoy. Did I talk about this before? No, no, that's the split on BBC. M. Night Shyamalan. Is it M. Night, nice, your man who did all yeah. those? Pat- James oh, McAvoy. you're talking about Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. It's like <laughs> this. these different bombers <laughs> are like James McAvoy and Split. It's all the one person. That wasn't me. That was Patricia. That was the Crusaders. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. So it's all this blonde woman that was on this rip-off Sky News or whatever. That this man. <laughs> I was like, are you talking about the split again? I was like, no, sorry, I'm not. Because, well, friend, yeah, you just, you love the split. And you know what? I love how much you love the split. Have you I watched really it do. yet? No. 
No, it's very good. No, I will. I want yeah, yeah, to watch no, it. You both enjoy it. I want. I would like to watch it, and I will do so. In whenever the time's right. Yeah. No, sometimes no, programs fine. find you at the right time. <laughs> they do. I do believe that. Like, I do like think sometimes. I do believe it as well. Yeah, and I know that sounds a bit wishy-washy, manifesting, worshipping the moon type of shit, but I do think sometimes a program comes into your life at the right time. At the right time. And, and it really means a lot to you, do you know? Sometime a BBC drama about middle-aged people <laughs> may, who may or may not be getting divorced just pops into your life just when you need it. Yeah. yeah. Like a little hug. There yeah. you go, like... So do we have anything else to add or will I do the outro? No, I'll just watch out for the brother Billy, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, oh, I think, I think Carl. Bi- go go on. on. No, go on. I think Billy feels unseen and unheard and he's angry and he's frustrated and he wants to be heard. So he's up to stuff. Billy is someone vulnerable who can be moulded into doing something. I agree. Yeah. I think Carl's a goodie and I think him and Lana are going to be in a relationship by the end of the series. I just can't see her with Tom. I just, I don't think it's working. Well, it's not happening in episode three, according to Reb's recap for next week. <laughs> no, Hannah, because Tom's concerned for Lana's welfare and ask her to move in with them. But meanwhile, she's taking comfort from her growing relationship with Carl. Yeah, and she says, I like drinking out of the taps in my own apartment and I'm not moving in Hannah, can I just ask you a question? Where did you get your description for last week's episode, episode two? Because you did this last week. How did I get this much detail? Did I not? I it, that is from the. I, it's from ITV press center. No, oh, yeah, no, it's the same. I think maybe yeah, mine just same. had a bit more spoilers. Somebody in the press center copied and pasted <laughs> a bit like more it, than they should have done. I think with an intern doing it this week now, and they accidentally spoiled the whole thing. Well, um, the Crusaders. <laughs> well, guys, that is it for another week. And keep in touch with us on social. We're at Shrine Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're not on the TikTok. If you would like to support the podcast and get access to episodes early, head over to patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod. A very special thanks to our new patron pointers who have signed up, including Hannah Warman. Trina McStye and Avine Hickey. And of course, you can email us via our stunning website that Hannah built with her beautiful bare hands, shrinepodcasts.com. Is that the right Podcast, you don't even know you can fuck no, off. No, I know. Hannah, you I'm don't not, even no, know Hannah, it. I'm nervous when I talk about the website. I'm just, I'm just second-guessing myself. I'm just second-guessing myself. <laughs> sure, compliment my bare hands and then bury the fact that you don't hand. even know. I said beautiful bare hands was on my script. Beautiful bare hands with lovely nails. What colour are your nails at the moment? like a carpenter. Yeah, but Hannah crafted this website <laughs> with her did. own blood, sweat and tears and we, we don't contribute to no, it. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Um, anyway, chat to you next week and I love all the tweets coming in and people are gas and like and someone, the to the website. someone put in a tweet the other day. I was crying like it was a gif of, <laughs> do you know the episode of Steve Arnott now? It's probably season five when he has the back trouble and he's drinking the wine. Yeah. Season, yeah, I think it was season five. And uh, he's, you know, milling into the wine or whatever. And it's like every time someone calls Lana mate, I yeah. was crying. Whoever did that tweet, I should have given you a name check. I'm sorry. It was very gas. It was, I saw. We have very, very funny people that get in touch with us. It makes it a real joy and we just have the crack doing these, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do. it's our yeah. gas. Yeah, absolutely uh, gas. Until next week, bye-bye. End of your terminated. Go on, piss off. This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Shrine Pod. 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.